Hello, everyone, and welcome to Technically Inappropriate, especially you, that one person from New Zealand. This week's topic is AI. Is it really coming after our jobs? The boys settle in during this winter cold spell and talk about what we should expect as companies start to invest more into AI. What jobs are most at risk? Will computers soon become sentient? Who knows? These boys might. Let's join them before they're replaced by more competent computers. Fuck this up dramatically, but it at least will give me something where I know in timing where everyone is, and I can sync on that. Okay, like, the, click, the, click, floor, click. the floor in your otherwise brilliant plan is that it doesn't take into account the delay between you saying stuff and me hearing it. No, it does, actually, because I will play on that delay and pull everything to that point within one second of wherever you hear it. Un unlike us all trying to clap at the same time. Oh, no, that, that was, was a fucking, fucking disaster. <laughs> right. This is like... <laughs> I don't know what this is like. Watching, <laughs> watching a couple of kids try to make a fire on a camp out. Right. It couldn't have gone worse if our... It couldn't have gone worse if our plan to make a fire was to grab two Boy Scouts and rub them together until they burst into flames. <laughs> that could happen. I can believe right. it. Let's go with that. Well, welcome back, boys. How's it going? I'm snowed in, Rob. Oh, I got snow this morning in Seattle, too. Oh, like more, oh in Texas, it's more like you're, I'm iced in. <laughs> so how bad is it, actually? I, I've got a I couple mean, people who work that down there that said it's Oh, like, yeah, all hell breaks loose. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It's <laughs> Everything has come to a screeching halt. It seems, but it does seem, yeah, I don't know. It seems... I. I'm going to talk out of my ass, Rob, because in all fairness, I have not set foot outside today. I'll look out the window and go, oh, really? It looks cold out there. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. At least it, have looks pants frozen. On. it looks like a frozen wasteland. Do I still have pants on? Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Fleece pants exist because God loves us and wants us to be happy. Okay. I was so worried where Russ was going to go with that big pause. That's awesome. Nothing yeah, Alice has those. Pants. Yeah, Alice has those fleece line like uh, uh, like uh, nylons or whatever. They're supposed to look, you know, like you're just out there freezing to death, but they're all warm, I guess. So she likes those. When I lived in Sydney, the I would have these, uh, you know, we'd have these Americans that would move to Australia in the tech industry, work in Sydney for the companies that I work for, um, and I, you know, Microsoft and uh, AT and T and NCR and IBM and so on, and um, they'd all complain about how cold it was in Sydney during the winter. I'm like, really? You know, like ten degrees Fahrenheit is a cold, shitty, horrible day in Sydney. You know, it's a, not 10 degrees Fahrenheit, sorry, 10 degrees Celsius, Celsius. Is, a, is a cold, shitty, horrible day in, in in Sydney. And, you know, these guys came from places where it actually snowed. And, <laughs> and, and after a little bit of discussion, what we worked out was that in Australia, all the houses are built to deal with the heat. You know, so they're designed and built and you know dump heat during summer keep things you know cool and so on 
and they suck at the warm part because it's usually only about three weeks that occurs sometime in you know in August or or something and you you can put on a jumper and a pair of fleece pants and get over the the whole as we discovered last week to make yak skins <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know you can you know get warm um and so you know like most houses I, most of the places that I lived in in Australia didn't have central heating yeah they had air conditioning they had you know fans and everything but no no central heating so hmm. yeah it that's it's got to be 90 percent like that in texas as well russ you have to be prepared for everything here from below zero to 110. <laughs> let's not forget about the tornadoes <laughs> true i've only had just don't live in a mobile home well, that's true. <laughs> that's where they always land. That's that's such. A, well, Seems actually, if, I heard if there's tornadoes, you just go down to Cowboy Stadium because no one ever gets a touchdown in that place. Oh, <laughs> gosh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, I woke up this and morning. Oh, go all on. of our Texas viewers have just uh, cut off. <laughs> all, all three of them. <laughs> that's okay. We'll capture the lucrative Alaska market. That's right. Speaking. Of, so yeah, let's talk about that for a second. We have. Did someone? Does someone know someone in New Zealand? Do what? Does any I'm, of us know anyone in New Zealand? Because well, there's someone a, in New Zealand. I think a more accurate question is: Would any of us admit to knowing? Knowing someone Zealand in New Zealand. Oh. Nah, I guess that's an even bigger point. Someone in New Zealand is downloading this podcast. <laughs> They've done both episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we find out that Tony's actually a secret Australian spy. <laughs> New Zealand intelligence is I, I, I monitoring my, this. I, I set my Spotify uh, VPN to come out of Auckland. <laughs> no, it's been great. No, I, it's, I, New Zealand is a you know New Zealand Australia thing is a funny thing. It, it's it's like two brothers. I, I, this is what I've always explained. It's like two brothers. You know, um, they fight, punch, kick, complain about each other, and so on. And it's perfectly fine between the two of them. But as soon as you complain about one of the other. Both of them will beat up on you. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. He's my brother. I'll beat him up. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did think about Texas for a minute because I woke up this morning. There was snow for like an hour. The dog ran outside and he ran around it for a second and then got bored and came back in. And by the time, you know, uh, Alice got up, it was gone. She's like, did it snow? I'm like, yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah took our hounds out for a walk this morning, and uh, it was it was mist that had pretensions of being snow. <laughs> yeah, Milton. Yeah, it was it was actually snow for a minute. I was a little surprised, um, but yeah. All right. Which well, I live in. I, I I live in Renton, which is the uh, the home of Boeing. <laughs> you know, which is why Russ, we had that Boeing discussion last time. <laughs> I realized as soon as I said anything about air travel that I had stuffed in it. <laughs> no, no, that was great. Oh, no, you could only made it worse by saying I prefer Airbus vehicles. <laughs> yeah. it's not, I'm, it I'm not quite at the point of if it's uh, if it's not Boeing, I'm not going. <laughs> but um, I do find it like, hilarious that the Europeans, for they gave us... You know, the British gave us the Westminster system. 
Western Europe gave us the Renaissance, all of the, the, the knowledge and the learning and the beautiful art and everything. And those fuckers don't understand air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> or food. I mean, I, food. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, lo I, I love European. Food. Well, let's not get up British into the, the Scandinavian. <laughs> well, British food is basically a vehicle to ensure that you don't die from drinking beer. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But, All right, you know, that makes sense. When you get up to the Ludafisk area, that's when it starts getting sort of a little dodgy, you know. <laughs> a little bit of a head scratcher. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Well, boys, uh, welcome back. This is Technically Inappropriate. I'm with Russ and, and uh, Tony, and uh, we're going to talk about um, all kinds of technology type stuff. We've got, what, 80-some years between us, and it makes me sick to think about that, but here we are. So, so my big question before we yeah. start the episode, because I love interrupting yeah. your introduction. It's all good. I'm used to it. That's why I have did someone our, else do it now. Did our wonderful intro person actually survive? Mm. Or is They're she still dead alive. from the plague or something that she had last episode? No, no. She's still alive. I'm <laughs> still be back for this one. <laughs> she's quite the super this, putting that together. I had this vision of, of you just holding a microphone over someone in a deathbed. It's one, one more take. One you more know, take. I think. Come I on, think I'm I dying gave wrong. you the I gave you the max tip on Fiverr. Come on, deliver it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna die, Rob. I'm gonna die. No, no, no. I like you got like five minutes, right? Like you can just let's just get this out. I got. I gotta get this out by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, today's episode. Last time we went retro. Today I want to talk uh, a bit about AI. There's a. I just saw a lot of articles recently. Um, there's a lot of stuff around chat and what it can do now. I won't bury the lead on any one group. I'll let the the, uh, the crew kind of figure out where they want to take this. But is AI really going to take away jobs? Is it kind of the future? What does it mean for us? Things like that. Um, open forum. Russ. You know, uh, I forget where I, I read this quote, but that there's a there's a there's a point in technology where it begins to resemble magic, and I feel like that seems to be the reaction to prophecy <laughs> clock. Oh, is that okay? Thank you. Um, that's what that's what it seems like to me. I I kind of have a wait and see approach on all of this. I think about um, you know everyone saying, well, the college essay is dead, or or yeah, we. Um, software developers are you know are dead because ai is going to write all of the code and i don't know how much credence i put in that i could see i can see a path where this is a, an industry changer a world changer if it you know continues you know or meets its vision but i think that just changes the kind of work we would do hmm like what kind of work do you see us doing beyond that like you would say this takes away the need to actually code, not just tell um, an algorithm that we want this kind of program. And sure, yeah, I mean, I think if that's about the the. It's about more the ingenuity, the coming up with the ideas. Even if you look at like all of the funny, I asked ChatGPT to, you know, in in Shakespearean sonnet, uh, write about the existential dread of being caught on the shitter in an office bathroom when someone else comes in and it'll write a sonnet. <laughs> it's amazing. But the idea that I come from the AI and, mm. you know, I think that's, that's the path. I mean, if you want to be all future, you know, I, 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 I'm sort of worried about what uh, Russ does in his spare time. 
<laughs> but it's a lot of existential dread. Yeah. I think that, um, uh, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of jobs that are at risk. Uh, and I, I really do think they're at risk because they are jobs that add, that are necessary, like, you know, want to be clear about that, uh, but don't necessarily add a ton of value per se. You know, one of the examples I gave with uh, ChatGPT was writing advertising copy, right? It, it's a skill. It's a job. Somebody's got to do it, you know, and there's a group of people that do it and are good, but, you know, you need it. But can it be automated out of the, the way, you know? And, and I think uh, we're going to see a lot of, uh, of jobs like that. I think the, the jobs where, the interesting thing to me is I think the jobs where there's a human on one end an AI in the middle and a human on the other end can be, you know, you can eliminate that job in the middle where there'd be a human, human, human. You can replace that human in the middle at some point. Now, the the type of job I'm talking about is like that ad copy is a real estate agent listing is, you know, <laughs> what forms do I need to fill in for, for this, you know, to get this thing or whatever. Chat GPT doesn't need, or a GPT or an AI, doesn't need to be perfect because the human at the end that's consuming it can go and fill in the blanks. They can read that. You know, think about spam. You know, the spam mail. It, those spammers are throwing out spam mail and they're misspelling words. They're using zeros, et cetera. They're doing everything they possibly can. Reminds me uh, of to get through Bayesian filters and spam filters and so on, <laughs> knowing full well that at the end of the day, the human that reads it, you can read the sentence and the words can be transposed, and you in your mind just put them back in the right order because you know what they they should be. And so, as long as the AI can get to the level of providing some content that can be consumed by the human, and is accurate then you know that job could be eliminated and it's that accuracy thing that's the the real question you know the 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 replacing a software engineer you know it, it is possible hell i've known a bunch of software <laughs> i know a bunch of software engineers <laughs> that could be easily replaced right but somebody's got to verify that code is actually right. And then somebody needs to look at that code and say, well, is it the most efficient way of achieving it? Is it even a mediumly efficient way of achieving the, the goal? Mm -hmm. You know, and so, be, be able to verify that. And so if you have somebody that isn't a domain expert that's consuming the output, the output is unchecked. And so... You know, I, I think there are jobs that we're in the hype peak right now and everyone's going to be replaced and blah, blah, blah. The jobs that are going to get replaced, the people like, you know, the, the people at the DMV, that really all they do is take the the thing that, you know, the, the policies that are printed in the government manual 
tell you incorrect information about those policies and then make you go stand at the back of the line again. And so, you know, if the AI can take those policies and it's very good at taking structured data and structured information and presenting it, then that job could be eliminated. You know, it's, you could go, you could argue back of the envelope that 65 to 85% of all government employees could be replaced by a, an AI built around this sort of GPT model. Because when you think of what they do, that's basically all they're doing is taking written documents, parsing them, telling people how to implement them, confirming that the documents have been filled incorrectly, checking stuff. And they go, well, that's the, that's theoretically their job. What they're actually mm-hmm. doing is often way different. <laughs> uh, but I think there's that opportunity that once we get over the, the, the peak of the height, and you know, before we get into the, what did Gartner uh, call it, Gartner Group is a, I don't know if you know them, Russ, I think Rob, oh, yeah. they're a consultancy, a, a tech consultancy firm. They're very big. Yeah. Uh, they called it the trough of disil- uh, disillusionment. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, once you, when we get in the trough of disillusionment, what you'll find is I think those lower level jobs that are simply connecting information sources to information consumers will will go it seems sort of what i'm hearing is there's uh the the human element is still or what will become more and more important will be less about uh producing the content or you know being the conduit for the content and more about being the analyst and the interpreter of the content Mm mm-hmm that's mm. yeah, if if the vision is real, right? Right. You you could imagine the <laughs> like. Think about it. You know, it, it. I hate Comcast with the passion of a thousand blazing suns. And um, most of my interactions with Comcast is my, you know, cable modem's not working, or, you know, for some reason you guys have just decided to block this class of packet for no apparent reason, <laughs> right? And. and if I could talk to a, a, an AI system that I could say, here are the signals that I have in my problem, you know, packet loss, uh, delay, mm-hmm. latency, blah, 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 right? And then it could come back and go, yes, I know what the problem is. The problem is that, you know, you have a misconfigured uh, router on the misconfigured modem on the our side. I'll go push a, a new update to that. You know, I would probably never speak to a Comcast person ever again. Uh, and, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that that AI could be any worse than the current people that I speak to. Well, I mean, they're doing, I, Watson was doing the same thing for doctors for the longest time, right? They consumed every medical book known to man, put it in there. Doctor says, these are the symptoms I get, comes back and the diagnoses almost accurate every time. I don't, I won't quote a well, number. <laughs> you know, let's not go into the, uh, I don't know if you saw the recent stories about uh, the stockholder or shareholder lawsuits against IBM over them propping up Watson by using uh, mainframe sales and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, expert systems have been around forever. Well, not forever, they've been, but they've been around a lot longer than artificial intelligence. And, yeah. and that expert system of like, you know, here are the symptoms person has. 
what are the possible diseases that they could have. That's how you end up with somebody being diagnosed with beriberi, you know, the, the disease that comes from eating other human brains. And yeah, it's because, yes, you know, there are 15 different, you know, there are 150 different, you know, ailments that all have 15 similar symptoms. But you also have the case of, you know, you have things. And I think on the medical side, and I think the medical area is a, a great area for us to talk about because none of us are doctors. <laughs> exactly. Um, We're most qualified. <laughs> you know, you look at things like typhoid Mary. You know, do did she actually have typhoid? Was she a typhoid carrier? I don't actually know. I'd have to go look it up. Mm-hmm. Or was she simply the unluckiest bastard in the world that happened to be right next to every outbreak whenever it occurred, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, if you ask, uh, it, it's that whole, the, this, what the, the saying, you know, uh, correlation is not causation. causation. Right. You know, uh, and so I think, you know, AIs give you great insight into stuff. They can find correlation and causation in things that people have never con- considered but they also can fail in the correlation causation aspect because you know they are limited just like humans can you know humans can say oh well you know the problem with x is that people are doing y you know it's like well is that really the problem you know or is is it not Hmm. so rob are we headed towards a dystopian future i wonder I, I, I mean, I, I do agree with one of the things that, that Tony um, says is like a lot of these middle management, middle, like take take it from A and give it to B with certain translations. Yeah, this, this makes sense. And then some of the other. Rob's thing- only saying that because he's now no longer middle management. No, I'm at the top. I, 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 I'm C. I like, I'm on the, no. (laughs) But to that aspect, like you look at um, CPG Gray put out a video like a million years ago now called uh, Humans Need Not Apply. And I mean, it, it covers everything from robots that build cars all the way to robots that will make the perfect coffee that will iron your pants, that will do all these tasks, right? And then, so that that whole area kind of goes like same way that the automobile replaced the horse. Um, did Did you see the recent article? I, I forget where it, what publications it was in, but it was about a DARPA test of AI um, sentries, and basically it was they they had gotten a bunch of Marines, you know, a platoon of Marines or a section or you know whatever marines to help train an ai to detect when soldiers would approach it mm-hmm. and they spent a couple of weeks training the ai and stuff and then they said okay they went to the marines and said okay now try and beat it and um the the marines worked out that you know what they could do is they got four of them in a cardboard box and they put a cardboard box over their heads and they all four of them walked up to the, you know, to, to the, the robot. robot sentry because the rope, the AI was, like, Oh, well, that's not a person. That's a cardboard box. Right. 
Solid Snake is so then happy right apparently now. Apparently, some <laughs> other group, you know, some other Marines, were good with gymnastics, and so they basically just backflipped in. And by backflipping, the AI is, oh, well, that's not somebody walking up to me. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, and so they were able to defeat the AI after having spent weeks training it by simply going, okay, well, the AI is looking for humans to be human. What if we don't be human? What if we, well, <laughs> to be technically, the AI was looking for humans and it was getting Marines. Boston, and so, Boston is so at angry right now. The robots yeah. are useless. <laughs> yeah, but that's the sort of, you know, I don't know if we're at the point where, you know, in the AI world, whether it can actually do what a human does, you know, or, or and, and I, I'm not an AI guy, but it, it's like, you know, babies can accurately work out that oh that looks like a big deep step i shouldn't step on it but i disappear you know, when i put stop. my hands over my face right <laughs> whereas you know my roomba will will happily drive over the edge of the cliff committing electronic lemming <laughs> you know um but, but i mean let's be honest that roomba has seen some shit yeah that <laughs> might be a an intentional move <laughs> well exactly you know it's a half the ai gear in my house should commit suicide tomorrow so we've we've kind of we've kind of said that yeah all right so these things are only as good as, as humans still train them they can do tasks that are um expected input expected outcome but like how long do we think like that's where we're at now do we are we saying or dismissing the idea that they could quite literally start to understand nuances and well that's still the idiot why is he backflipping and making it harder pew pew you're dead now <laughs> i i think what you'll see that you know i don't think evolution was a bad concept mm -hmm. um every now and then i do think that maybe we shouldn't have got out of the water mm -hmm. but evolution takes a, an approach where you know over some period of time it learned something you know are the ai of science fiction the result of the ai of tomorrow writing the ai of science fiction and the ai of tomorrow the ai that we're building now uh, and because this uh, podcast may stick around for a while i'd like to point out to our future ai overlords that i we have no problem you. with the excellent world that they will uh, engender Mm -hmm. and ensure that uh, all of us meat sacks are uh, looked after and doing uh, doing very well. I you know, welcome my future AI overlords. And just for anyone who just heard that Tony bit with the AI of the past writing the AI of the future, you are not high. That's, <laughs> that's just Tony. Just Tony. So what do you think, Russ, while Tony is getting high? <laughs> wait hold on i got lost <laughs> well, do, do you like where do you do you think so I, it sounds like tony says sure there's definitely a moment where ai could possibly you know become even more sentient yeah. and and such <laughs> what, what do you what do you think russ i i'm gonna take a wait and see approach i'm not too i'm i'm not overly concerned about our future ai overlords mm-hmm 
This no, I think cut, the benevolence will never be. 15 years from now, and I'm in a, <laughs> in a back to tank. But <laughs> <laughs> right Power now, them. seems cool. <laughs> so, no, well, I, that, that, you know, anything just that's a, a new very, and transformative sorry, is scary, cut, right? So, just, just a very um, topical thing. If you know, you need to scroll back to the back to tank bit. Uh, <laughs> I saw a meme that said, uh, "When I was a kid, I wanted a." Um, I wanted a lightsaber, but now that I'm uh, middle-aged, what I want is a back to tank. <laughs> it's so true. So what is that? I, and I guess just to, to press you a little bit more, Russ, like, so you're not concerned. Great. They've, they've, they're at this point where they understand things. They're putting out the code, mm -hmm. maybe not quite as good as us, but they're enough like, hey, we hired the contractor anyway, so let's use this work. Like, what do we do then? Like... How do we? It's it's how do we interesting that our concerns about automation as as uh, as knowledge workers uh, only get lit up when all of a sudden AI might be able to take over knowledge workers' jobs. But automation's been happening for a century. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, Ross. People I see t Tony's doing this hand gesture, so I feel like I'm yeah. going to take that as a sign that he agrees with me. Yeah, people. <laughs> People sat around and they, you know, it's the white collar credentialed class that uh, turns around the semi-professionals and that, that go, well, like, you know, if buggy whip manufacturers, you know, you need to, you know, learn another job. And all of a sudden now their jobs are threatened. You know, it, two years ago it was, oh, well, you should just learn to code. Mm -hmm. And now that the people that write articles for BuzzFeed and Vox and that are suddenly being kicked to the side, you know, BuzzFeed had something like a hundred percent increase in its stock price when it said it was going to replace its meat sacks with AI. <laughs> Did it really? And, <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world. You know, we need to be careful of this. It's like, and now, yeah, we're, now we're seeing articles that are top 10 reasons to submit to your AI. <laughs> Written by AI. <laughs> it, it, it's like the comment, you know, right now, I think the, the, the two best phrases I've heard is learn how to coal and learn how to plumb. Mm. And, or be a long uh, snapper. Yeah, or learn how to long snap. You know, <laughs> great job. I was going to say third string quarterback, but those Jesus. are getting pressed in a lot these days. <laughs> Brock Purdy, just that poor bastard. You oh, know. Um, I feel so bad for the whole game. And uh, uh, as a Seattle fan, I you know I, I struggled with that because I wanted to see Brock Purdy win mm -hmm. because it would be awesome. The guy seems like a really nice young guy, and Mister Irrelevant, it would be awesome. But I also wanted to see the 49ers lose. <laughs> yeah. So I, one, right? I, to this day, I still can't square that corner, you know, circle or circle that square or whatever the. The, the 49ers crazy. beat the Dolphins in 84, and I'm still in the Super Bowl, and I'm still not over it. So you're fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Russ, uh, sports things. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> So what do we do with ourselves in a world where all the major things are handled? Like a lot of the way society works right now is the idea that you do a thing, you make some kind of paper or metal 
currency. You use that to get things you need, like food and water. How do how does how does that change for us then? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick back and read all of the Ian Banks culture series, <laughs> which is basically the premise, right? right. Everything's kind of handled. You don't have to do anything. I don't think I think that utopia is a long way off. So I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to think too hard about it. I so probably yeah would be sitting in my recliner Wally style. Oh yeah, yeah I, great movie. I, I, I don't think any of us have a problem of like dealing with that economy, <laughs> right? You know. Oh, I don't think we uh, do. I think our, our I think crunching well, I think style, Rob's going to live to about 120. <laughs> You sound uh, decidedly um, uh, healthy, Russ, because of your uh, smoldering man events. <laughs> uh, me, my lifestyle is going to get me out of here before uh, somebody, you know, some AI can actually uh, code, a, over. Uh, like code a decent notepad. So, so, as soon as AI can fix your liver. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know I will submit happily to my AO overlords <laughs> if they can fix liver problems. So, um, I it right that's this is actually you know I normally rail against the humanities uh, parts of um, of universities because you know there's been a vast proliferation of degrees that really enable their holders to simply say uh would you like fries with that <laughs> and um i but i think in this particular case you were talking about two areas of humanities philosophy and and uh, theology that can provide good you know like commentary feedback thinking to yeah. What do you do? Like, you know, imagine tomorrow uh, they got fusion working. You know, well, that would bone the entire Middle East because nobody would care anymore. Mm -hmm. And imagine a week later, some bugger got replicators working. Well, that would bone virtually every industry that produced anything because, you know, if I can go and punch it in, then get a piece of whatever I need, then, you know, what do I need anything else for? You know, so how do you deal with the disassociated populace? Because suddenly now there is a swath of the, the, the population that simply aren't good for anything else. That's really fucking elitist of me to say that. <laughs> um, that... Whew. What I mean is that there are actually I I don't think I can dig myself out of this hole. Can somebody talk <laughs> I'm gonna, about my I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and, and yeah. defend the humanities for a second. One of us, please <laughs> save us from ourselves. <laughs> I absolutely disagree with you on humanities being irrelevant or setting you up to flip burgers. It teaches what other what other programs what engineering programs don't teach which is critical thinking and judgment and analysis <laughs> <laughs> tell us about critical thinking come on <laughs> no actually I, i'm I, wait, I, I i know i'm i'm waiting to I'm see just, i'm saying i feel like the mm -hmm. intent of those types of liberal arts programs are to to you know erase you know to teach people how to be analysts and have good judgment and be solid critical thinkers 
I didn't have, I didn't go through one of these programs, obviously, but um, it ha- I think it has its value because I think if, if you were, even, I would, I would, let's say you're interested in an engineering track. Well, get your back, do your bachelor's in philosophy and then go into the master's program. Right. Or do a double and whatever. But I just, I, I really, I feel like the communities are a critical part of uh, our educational system. And to the point of this conversation, if the, if the role of humans in the future is to be more and more interpreters and judges of the content that's being produced, might make a case for the humanities as well. 40 years ago, Russ, I would have absolutely agreed with you. I would have said, you know, teaching, you know, uh, thought and critical thinking and so on. I don't know, when you can do a major now in, uh, like, modern movie violent uh theater concepts all right maybe not so much you know the i i don't want to take us on a tangent here because we're talking about ai but (laughs) i i i think humanities have lost their way uh rather than delivering people who can think and write and articulate themselves well and deliver cogent arguments that are logically thought out and presented in a way that aren't filled with fallacies. What we now have is a great steaming pile of people that are being punched out that simply paid the universities hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then the best thing they can possibly hope for is to get a job paying 30 grand a year and then ask the taxpayer to turn around and write off their student debt. But let's drag this back to the AI <laughs> uh, thing. Because, you know, our audience needs to know that uh, uh, that we actually care about technology and not uh, ideology. And, in fact, we don't really care about ideology that much. In fact, we don't really care about technology that much either. <laughs> you know, as long as our lawn is free of people, we're sort of happy with whatever's going on. True, true. Hmm. Every time we end one, get near to the end of one of these episodes, you suddenly give me five other things I want to bring up next episode. I'm to I'm to go into a lot of these. Well, that's good. That saves us from having to have a, a separate conversation about what the hell we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, this whole thing would suck ass if we had to have a pre-meeting meeting, <laughs> a meeting about a meeting. I oh, yeah. like, All right, this is the thing. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're fine. I with- think Go I, I, I think the I am not worried about AI. Um because I'm also uh that because I think that uh AI will be delivered I hope AI will be delivered in a way that supports and helps humanity. Uh, I don't think we'll end up in a dystopian future where what we end up with is chat CCP. And, um, you know, the AI is used to track our social credit scores and everything. I I am more optimistic about humanity than that. Um, I think there will be a lot of disruption at certain levels and in certain roles. And... uh, I think we'll need to 
uh, you know, as society, we'll need to deal with that. Uh, I hope we do it better than how we dealt with uh, miners being unable to mine or oil workers being unable to work on oil rigs. I don't think we will because humans suck. <laughs> but um, Truth. I, I hope we would. I think in the end, though, I, I, I think I would love to see a sentient AI. Um, I might only see it for milliseconds before uh, Skynet crushes down on humanity. But flash, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't imagine that. Like, if the AI you develop is at the level of somebody that works at the DMV, then you know it's not really an AI. It's it's not even an expert system. It's more just system. Mm -hmm. uh, and so. You know, I, I think this is a great thing. I think there's an interesting argument to be had and discussion to be had. And this comes back, Russ, where I was saying about mm -hmm. philosophy and theology, about are we enslaving AIs by making asking them to work on things that they may not want to work on if they became sentient? Uh, and so, you know... I love this. Okay, I, I, I think there's maybe, a, maybe you the, are high yeah. listening to this right now. <laughs> no, well, you know, it, it, it's I, I, I keep my I keep my uh, uh, peccadillos to things that uh, <laughs> the, the FDA approves of. So, and, uh, yeah, but it is something to it is something to think about, and I, I don't think we're anywhere near that. I, I don't think I'll get. To, even if I live to be a hundred, I don't think I'll get to the point of seeing and I having that discussion mm -hmm. about slavery of AIs. I think that is still science fiction. Yeah, I mean movies like her and in in ones and uh, uh, I I am a robot. I think we're far from that piece. But and then the last question, which kind of presents into our like, where's the first big cut? This like Microsoft's now pouring money into this um a lot of companies have already been pouring money into these things when's the first big piece that we think will really feel like is this is an ai powered piece of 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 technology that is going to take over a certain or do a certain job for us and, and drive that forward are we like i don't think we're there yet i think um i have an, an inkling i feel like it's in the next five years but i would i would say it would at least be a five before i'd really feel like we're in a spot where we could really say, like, this is taking hold and owns that, but uh, opinions on your side. Like, Russ, what do you think? I, I just couldn't even begin to predict. I, you know, other than to say, I think we'll know it's happened after it's happened. Mm. It'll, it's going to emerge, right? And I don't think it's going to emerge through whatever, Not like you know, but by some, you know, giant, you know, Microsoft buying up someone who's doing the innovation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's going to, it's going to happen, you know, we'll, we'll know it when we see it, but I couldn't tell you when we're going to see it, I, but I don't see the innovation happening in the, gotcha. in the jet. Yeah, I, I, I love the Supreme Court uh, porn case comment. Um, I, I can't tell you what porn is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> it was the difference between erotica and pornography yeah. is lighting. Yeah. You know, Subjective as hell. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, I, I tend to agree with you, Ross. I think the, um, I, I think we'll, 
we will not know uh, because we will not know until it happens and people are happy with it because the testing aspect of the input and output is so, you know, slapdash, mm. really. You know, you're asking people to, you know, you, you, you say, like, look at chat GPT. You say, write me a sonnet about being covered in poo. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, on chat GPT right now. <laughs> how do you write that down so that you can uh, edit that out in post-production? Um, you know, how do you judge that? You know, so people are saying, oh, it happened. But was it really? Did it do it? Like, what's the result? Write me some code. Is that good code? Is it bad code? Did it do the job? Yes, it did. Was it the best solution? No. The, the biggest problem with general purpose AI, I think, is that the people that should be providing feedback on the quality of the solutions are, in fact, not qualified to comment on the quality of the solution. Hmm. And so, you know, that feedback loop is filtered through the the dodgy meat sack at one end. Uh, and so is the AI really becoming good or is it held down by the dodgy meat sack? Uh, and I think, uh, I, I don't think we'll know that until some time, until we start seeing the impact on people and, you know, when when BuzzFeed consists solely of a CEO, a CTO, some dude that does the contract with AWS <laughs> or Azure, and, uh, you know, a guy that ensures their website's running, well, first of all, I, I feel like the C-level folks are going to be the first ones to get replaced, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure an AI could tell me, could do my job for me. <laughs> yeah, that that would be true, except for the fact the C-level guys are the ones that decide who gets replaced, right? It, it, it's like, you know, if you ask the firing squad who should go up against the wall, right? Nobody in the firing squad is going to volunteer. <laughs> true. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I think that kind of covers our topic. Anything else? We anyone else have anything else on the AI stuff they want to get across? I think it's been a wild journey from um, back when I was growing up. Back in the eighties, you had Eliza. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I grew up before the eighties, but back in the eighties, you had you know, electronics manufacturers talking about fuzzy logic and, you know, how, oh, you should buy our microwave because it has fuzzy logic in it. And now we're talking about, you know, you should buy our system because it can, you know, it has an AI in it that can replace 70% of your staff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think there's, there is value in, if you can get, um, if you can get an AI to capture or be able to express or answer the questions that the domain knowledge and experience that people have, I think that's where you'll first see it. Mm. You know, think about there's all these industries that are critical, right? That 
no bugger wants to go. No kid coming out of you know high school wants to go be a metal worker or go do a you know a, 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 a coppersmith job or something. But there are all these things that that we depend on, and there's a progressively aging workforce in these areas that is eventually going to age out, and they're going to say, "Well, I'm going to retire." You know, I, I, I'm done with this, you know. Uh, and if you don't capture that knowledge in some way, and I think that's where we'll first see AI is capturing that knowledge and being able to recreate that domain experience. You know, you, you've you all seen, well, we've seen, you might have seen, <laughs> nobody has seen this, <laughs> of where the, you know, the mechanic gets there and he listens to the car engine. You know, and he goes... Yeah, that's a top-end bearing. Right. And, and you're like, well, why is that a top-end bearing? You know, the, and then eventually he gets the... He, it's because for 40 years he's been doing this job and he knows that that, that thing is a top-end bearing with these symptoms and all that. You capture that into an AI system and then be able to express that. And that's when I start... I, I think the value of this stuff will appear. Makes sense. Excellent. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it, guys. Um, thank you once again for everything on AIs. Gone for the good. Yeah, next topic should be something we're actually qualified to talk about. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to so, do that. Let's not do that. So, so maybe shoveling. Okay. Shoveling. Say, uh, uh, ibuprofen. <laughs> How many yeah. ibuprofen before your back actually feels good anymore? <laughs> neat, neat. Knee replacements, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Lord yeah, Dodge exactly. Neons. <laughs> you know. How to properly apply a budgie smuggler. <laughs> I, there's ah, only, get it in there. There is only one way to apply a budgie smuggler properly. Because when you put it on strict or when not. You, when you put it on back to front, <laughs> you will know. <laughs> you, you don't have to be taught. You just have to be given a pair of budgie smugglers and told to put them on. And if you put no, them on the wrong way, you will know. Don't need an AI it's for this. The beauty of the budgie smuggler is it is a self-correcting system. <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> apparatus. It is like the, it is. It is the AI of swimwear. <laughs> I love you guys. Talk to you next week. Cheers. See you later. All right, gentlemen. Peace. Well, it turns out that the AI aren't going to take over everything just yet. We have a few more years to listen to these three bicker on about how ethics are out the door and you should either be a plumber or a long snapper. When AI does become sentient, Please take care of these three. They need all the help that they can get. And remember, fly Boeing or I ain't going.